Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurring. We are thick and fast with season 12 where we are looking at a horror movie in the lead up to Halloween. That's right, we're bringing you an episode a day every day in October. And for today's episode, we will be looking at the 2000 James Wong horror flick Final Destination, starring Devin Sawyer, Ali Lata, Kerr Smith, Sean William Scott and Tony Todd. Originally the concept of an X-File episode, but with a potential storyline about the Grim Reaper excelling initial imagination well, they expanded the concept and made it into a feature-length movie that spawned four sequels, well three sequels and one prequel, and another one on the horizon, safe to say it was the right move to drop ties from Scully and Mulder. Final Destination belongs to a particular breed of films where the unsettling runtime infects throughout your lifetime long after the end credits. But isn't that what we want in a film, right? The take-home away experience. And this is not centered on the quality, but something entirely else. The most key example I can think of right now is Contagion, which, yes, of course, is more unpleasant after a pandemic. But the line that Kate Winslet nonchalantly dishes out, that we touch our faces 2,000 times a day, was a real horror realization that made us rethink everyday life. Now, in spite of its comparative silliness in parts, Final Destination as a whole film delivers that very profound grip, unnervely re-entering your mind at random times throughout your life, whether you're driving on a motorway behind a truck full of logs or simply boarding an airplane. In terms of genuine humanity, right, Final Destination delivers intelligently an appealing notion for a horror. It is one of the best movies of the crossbreed horror genre, a genre that was getting tired towards the end of the 90s, a genre that outlined terrible things happening to the adolescents of today. That's right, call them teenagers, undeveloped adults or horny sophomores. There's always seems to be a bunch of kids wrapped up in some kind of predicament. Scream, it was Ghostface, the faculty, it was Aliens, the Ring, it's a videotape. In Final Destination, well, they call it a force, but we know what they're really talking about. Like when people say it's fate, it basically means God. The film describes the inhumane situation that the mortality is going through because someone or something might have forced an intervention that has ruined a higher power. Now, we never deep dive too much into this biblical aspect of it, but it is declared loud enough that it stays with you as an eerie reminder that this horror movie isn't your typical generic man of a knife movie. So it's a film about death, the Grim Reader, or not so wittily subtitled A Force. We are entangling with a captivating concept of the ramifications of cheating death and the horrific blood splattering end result. To be honest, one of the remarkable things about this franchise, it really never goes that far in considering who or what is behind these freak accidents. Just the rules that seem to follow it after they seem to have cheated death. Apparently death has an obsession of young adults as he so exploits in five movies with severe acrimony. The whole concept is broken down with the vernacular of young teenagers trying to get a hold of this ridiculous situation that seems to be them avoiding anything and everything that has the potential to do them harm in the freakiest, unluckiest accidents ever conceived. I mean, death must have a sense of humour. Devon Sawyer leads the charges. Alex Browning. Take note that everyone's last names are tributes to horror directors slash actors. You might catch on that when you hear Sean William Scott's last name. Anyway, Sawyer adds a different flavor of lead roles to a movie that didn't need any triggering. This film had to be an instant hit without his sort of flair to the character. Horrors tend to use female leads as the more convincing fable-like damsel in distress, fighting off the vengeful villains. But this was a fresh breed of rogue opposition, where we are touching the lines of a biblical interference 
we have brought in a new breed of teenagers trying to fight off this force, or more accurately, avoid it altogether. The film replicates the attractive build-up of something bad happening with the shallow lead-up to boarding a flight, filling the time with mundane yet attractive airport routines that at the same introduces our characters slash victims one by one and their hierarchy in school. The setup remains for me an underappreciated stroke of genius that may just have been noticed for it to be exploited well enough in other movies, talking more about number three than any of the others. And I do believe it still has the potential to create another interesting movie from the concept introduced in this movie. Final Destination made waves for its deviously well-modulated shock, surrounded by a plot that isn't wasted or strong-armed for the value of shock like it is here. The film could very well much survive without the gore and make a great film on the concept alone, but where the film cements itself in the horror genre is the cleverly constructed devilish freak accidents that are formulated here to cause these outrageous accidents to our main characters in the most grotesque, gruesome, unimaginable ways ever. And the instruments for these weapons are simple, everyday things that we have never considered dangerous or horrific in nature, like showers, tannin beds, logs on the back of a truck, and the list goes on the more this franchise expands. This one is yet to be evoked by its sequels, even though one of them re-examines the first in a different vantage point. Death design and psychics phenomena are the foremost elements for the almost slapstick horror that fuels the sequels, but the tone of the first is yet to be seen. The concept was at the time and, you know, probably still is invigorating and launched new avant-garde possibilities for how the emblem of death can be omnipresent throughout a visual medium. The sheer terror of the invisibility of the epitome of evil is the leading charge of why this film cannot flop with the antagonist as it's simply the mental torture of characters knowing how they could die and the outrageously disturbing design death has put forth to execute his plans. None of the other films, in my opinion, besides maybe Free, captures the dread the moment the film establishes that fate is inescapable and death, like we all undeniably know, is unavoidable. The staleness of the last of the franchise has pushed the original in the dark a tad, but nothing would have prepared you for this horror movie in the year 2000. It was something that wasn't predictable in any capacity, too unique to turn your eyes around and worst off, something that made you rethink those little dark imaginations you have, and if they, God forbid, ring true in your life then what a takeaway experience, because if there is one thing we have learnt, we don't want to cheat death's plan. Anyway, that's all I have time for with Final Destination. It will always hold a special place with me because the Final Destination trilogy box set is the first ever thing I bought with my first ever paycheck. And for that, the imprinted nostalgia this film has on me does cloud my judgment on this film, but I feel like I have fairly talked about a film that has surpassed the kind of horror it projected on the viewers than others around that time. I genuinely wish that make they more, they make as many as they can with this franchise. Uh, I feel like there is a lot more fuel in the fight to expand on the mythology of the concept of death and this plan, and even more exciting, the possible fight on the good side if there is some possibility of defeating the very thing we know as the Grim Reaper. If ever someone finds a way to cheat death, well, let us be seen and let it exploit it on Final Destination Franchise. That'll be amazing. But anyway, please subscribe to me on my podcast. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Play, and Google. And you can give me a follow on Instagram. That's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase or one word. But for now, thank you for tuning in to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. <laughs>